What's up, everybody? My name is Alfonso. I am the lead singer of the band Heartstick out of Lansing, Michigan, and you're listening to Brutally Delicious Podcast right here. Make sure you check it out. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about Heartsick. Um, I guess I'm going to start right with the video. That's uh, Indigo, I believe is the name of it. Yeah, that that's is this, quite was- powerful, including your little uh, intro there. Oh, How did thanks, that come yeah. about? And what has been the reaction to it? It's been out, what, a couple of days now? It's been out a couple of days. Yeah. So um, about, I think, I want to say that the documentary came out sometime in like maybe 2016, but it could have been a little earlier. I'm not sure exactly when, but I was on Netflix. I don't, I don't watch TV very often. And if I do, it's just like Netflix and stuff. So mm-hmm. I got into this um, documentary called Audrey and Daisy. And basically I remember it being a big thing on the news for a while. Um, and I don't know if you've seen it, but if you haven't, I have not. it's a very, very powerful uh, documentary and just watching the documentary really kind of inspired me to write, you know, these lyrics to what would become the song Indigo. I had recorded a demo of Indigo, you know, around like that time as well. So it just kind of fit together really well. And the, the song was kind of on a back burner. And then we started working on new material after mm-hmm. the, the release of our record, um, Sleep Cycles. So what I ended up doing was just kind of going back into the studio, showing that particular demo to our, to our producer, Josh, uh, and he was like, this is actually really good. So we kind of just developed the song from there. But I mean, it was it came from that, from Audrey and Daisy. And, and the whole documentary is basically about these two girls in high school, you know, who went to a party and unfortunately were the victims of sexual assault and rape uh, by some members of the football team. And, you know, unfortunately, in small towns like that, it's, you know, it people stand by whatever sports figures they have. And, you know, it, it kind of becomes this sort of insular support system of these kids who can do no wrong. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's the age old story, man. It's like, you know, if, if you're a woman, you're already facing a bunch of nonsense in the world. And then, you know, you add, you were at a party and you were drinking and you're underage. Right. Well, you been there. It's never like, you know, the idea that like, okay, but still that shouldn't happen. Like, that's not like, that's not the normal like thing to happen. Right. Like we shouldn't be having this, this, these conversations of like, you know, well, she was wearing a short dress. I mean, look how that, that's not, that has nothing to do with anything. Like, you know, that you don't violate people's body and, and, and personal space just because they look a certain way or because they've had whatever. Right. And that's sort of a timely thing too, right? I mean, and it's not just in the, in the, I know we're here to talk about heart sick, but um, you see it. I turn on the TV now, if I go turn it on, it's going to be, you know, all the, the, I can't speak all the politicians and record company executives. I mean, there's like an endless line of people, same thing and everybody's covering it. Absolutely. And, you know, like, just so you know, like, even though I know we're here to talk about heart sick, I love just, having good honest conversations so like i am i may be a little different than other people you interview but i i love just having real honest conversations your questions don't have to be just about the band like 
I want to get to know you and I want you to get to know me as, and my band as well. So all these things kind of fall in line together. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's just like, it's, it's the climate that we're living in. It just ha- so happens that the song was written before the climate became the actual climate. You know what I'm saying? Like these right. things were not in, in sequence to that. And it just became that thing, you know? Do you feel when you're writing heart sick music that you're, you have a platform or that you're trying to get a message across or did it just so happen with that one song? No, I mean, I've always wanted to get a message across. Like we're not a political band and we're not a uh, sort of, you know, we're not, we're not sort of an advocate band or a political band by any means. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see us being a band like Rage Against the Machine, you know, right. or, you know, things of that, or you two or anything like that, because, it's just not something that we all collectively are comfortable with having as, as like a band. But as far as myself, I've always written things that are in that realm because I, I, for me personally, I value being in a band, not only just because obviously as an artist, I want to be validated. I want our work to be validated. I think that if you're an artist and, and you, sort of like shy away from being like, no, no, it's not because I, I want it. It is it like, we're all artists, right? We want people right. to pay attention to doing, we want to be validated in that way. But I also really want to use it as a platform to advocate for change and positive things in, in the world. I don't, you know, to have fame or to have some sort of like local celebrity or status for some self-fulfilling purpose isn't something I'm interested in. Right. I grew up, you know, in a tough neighborhood. I grew up, you know, as the child of, you know, an immigrant. I grew up in situations with drugs, alcohol, and other stuff. And my friends were drug dealers and, and all this other, you know, growing up in the, the normal lower middle class sort of thing that you always hear in America. But I also grew up listening to a lot of hardcore music and a lot of hardcore bands. So for me, hardcore and metal has always stood for sending a good positive message. So, yeah, I mean, I absolutely use that as a vessel. So I just, I'm not as forward as a band like Rage Against the Machine because right, it's, right. it's just not something, you know, like I want to toe that line just enough, you know? So I've got like 20 questions from what you just said, and I'm not trying to play, de- maybe I will play devil's advocate. No, and, ask. Yeah, okay. You said that most people do this for the validation i guess with the word you used i don't know and i'm not trying to offend you at all i don't know that that's necessarily true because some people just have like this creative drive that they have to create and escape right no yeah no no so i didn't please don't take offense no no not at all like i'm not offended in any way i love um no no it's it's not that most people do this for like attention that's that's not what i meant it's a lot of most artists, all of us, I think if you're an artist in general, yeah. you're creating art based on the fact one of those reasons is you want to be validated in some way. Like, I don't think anybody sits in a room, whether they're painting, whether right. they're right or doing this or whatever. Right. Just to like for themselves, like obviously we do it for ourselves, too. But like to only do it for yourself is not the only reason why right. like most gotcha. of have validation and, and to put validation out there. Um, however that validation comes is completely subjective to whatever that the person right. wants it to be. I just, what I mean is 
a lot of people don't want to go past a certain point in where that validation comes in because then it opens yourself up to a lot of controversy. It could could limit how many people are going to like your band or how many people are going to like your art, you know, so on and so forth. Especially nowadays where it's like, you know, depending on where you fall, it's kind of like a lot of artists right now, they don't really want to be involved in the politics. They don't really want to be involved in the social workings of what's happening in the so-called social justice world or whatever it is, because it's kind of like, Ooh, like if we say something wrong, we can be held accountable and it could hold, it could mess up. So some people just kind of like, you know, sort of in that middle realm. So that's what I'm saying is for me, it's like, I, I'm not really afraid to maybe step up just a little bit above that. Like I know if if you go on my Facebook and you go on like my, you know, some of my socials, I'm very, you know, I'm very much for advocating and and certain social issues and social things, but I'm not afraid if that's going to like hurt my band. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, to me on a personal level, for me, it's more fulfilling to have a voice and make change than, than to, yeah, than to just be like, oh, we have a lot of fans and they like our music. That's cool too. Don't get me wrong. Well, I think there's, I think there's two two sides to the music thing, right? I know we're way off topic here, but no, I think, it's cool. I think there's music for like, so I, I'm probably a little bit older than you. And I grew up in like the, you know, the late eighties and music was really nothing political at all. Poli- I can't speak today. I'm sorry. It's, it was more like, you know, having a good time and a release and an escape. Whereas yeah. I think, you know, I think there's two sides of it. So there's for sure. no, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like, and you know, I'm 39. So and, you know, I, I love history. I, I watch the History Channel a lot. Like, I one of my favorite subjects in, in school was history. And it's like, but you see this all the time. I mean, we saw this movement with the hippies. And we saw this yes. movement in the... It's like, it's just, it's it's the same sort of thing in some aspects, just a different time period and a different place in the world. Yes. You know, but I think now more than ever, because of the climate that we're living in, it feels more feverish, mostly because everybody has social media, mostly because everybody's been given a voice to some degree, you know, but at the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, as an artist, I feel for the most part in the orals of history, art was always a way to rebel against the mainstream, right? To sort of, it's always been this, this sort of way to advocate for things that you believe in, whether it be, you know, social justice things, whether it be suicide, you know, prevention, whether it be, you know, any of these things. I just think that right now it's almost like some people in the industry that are in bands don't want to touch those subjects because it's so, it's, it's such a sensitive time right now in, in society period with sort of like everybody being, it's like, it feels like you have to be on one side of the fence or the other rather than sort of do you think that whole societal uh, norm that's what you're talking about there is because everybody's been locked down and everybody is on their phones or their computers 24 seven. And it's easier to, you don't have any other distractions, right? Using those, your social media as a distraction. And so it's easier yeah. to involve in this stuff. I, I think that definitely exasperates it, man, for sure. I mean, I think we'd be, I think we'd be fooling ourselves if, if we said that that didn't play a role. I mean, we've never had a time 
in modern history, you know, your generation, my generation, the generation after both of ours, and where like we literally could not do anything that we enjoyed, right? And I think this also goes to show how just how important social interaction in person is for people with concerts and everything else, right? It's like I think we took this. I think we took a lot of stuff for granted and now we're in the situation that we're in with COVID and we're realizing like, holy shit, we kind of do need people to be yeah. around. Because a lot of us, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm like, oh, I hate being around people sometimes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then you're like, yo, I've been stuck at home really right. for the most, for the better part of a year. This sucks, you know? So yeah, I think you're absolutely right in that, in that, you know, and in, in that, you know, theory and idea that this, being stuck here in the situation that we are having access to these things like our phones and our computers 24 7 just exasperates yeah. what we general you know people who otherwise wouldn't have had an opinion have nothing else to yeah. have to weigh no. in on whatever exactly exactly and you know and then you know bands on top of that having to figure out a way to to be creative without like having the one creative outlet that like we're so used to you know, like, and still make money because some some people that's what they do for a living yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. So returning to Heartsick then, how does it make you feel when your message, especially from like something like Indigo, connects with somebody? I mean, I'm sure you get like messages, right? Yeah. Saying, hey. it, Go ahead. I'm, me, I'm just saying so. Yeah, it's probably got to make you feel pretty good. Absolutely, man. It, again, it be alive. I said like in some way that I didn't want to be validated, that I didn't that the guys in my band didn't want to be validated. Right feels great to have somebody be like hey you know what you wrote the message that you're sending what you're advocating for really speaks to me and it really touched me and i really love it i think that's like the greatest reward in the world and and mostly because one because that's the goal that we're trying to go for but also never forget i've never forgotten how i felt when i was 15 years old going or 16 years old or 21 or 25 or whatever age meeting my favorite you know artist and going dude like that song changed my life like that record impacted me so much it's why i am who i am today you know what i'm saying so absolutely i mean it, it's the greatest feeling in the world at that time and it's because of those reasons because it's right. it's you remember how you felt. So it's, you know, it's genuine, you know? So I'm going to go ahead and ask you, and I'll tell you mine first. So my first record that absolutely changed my world was walking to a little local record store in my little town in New York and picking up Diary of a Madman, you know, from the cover, Ozzy's Diary of a Madman. And from then on, I mean, I dropped that needle on and over the mountain and my life was never, ever the same again. That just blew me away. Yep. What's yours? And mine... Man, I would say what really did it for me was going to watch uh, Filter. Filter had played a club in Miami, uh, well, in Fort Lauderdale, which is about like 45 minutes from my hometown. And they were playing a show. And Hey Man, Nice Shot was like the biggest song right. at the time. And I'd never been to a rock concert all my life. Like I'd never been to one. And I went to this show and it was just like, like, the whole atmosphere just like what it was like it was just like it was the wildest thing in the world and i was like i have to do this right. all of the you know so yeah so that that's what really solidified me wanting to pursue being in a band really seriously like making it a career making it something that i could 
really focus on and do you know like i started i learned guitar when i was i started learning guitar when i was 13 because my best friend in my neighborhood picked up a guitar so that was like well if he's doing i have to do it you know but then we went to that show and i was like that's it i'm so band thing right this all in (laughs) so what is uh what do you have for heart sick what's um are you doing any live streams or any sort of uh fan interaction stuff since you can't get out there and play um you know what we've been doing is really focusing on just uh putting out really good quality content and still connecting with our fans. Cause right now I think that's the most important part. Um, if you're in a band right now and it's surprising how many bands haven't done it, but then it's not because the bands that are popular and have, you know, that, that sort of like, you know what I would say, like social currency to take time away. Not really. And the regular currency just to put yeah. something good together. Exactly. So, you know, so some bands, you know, don't really have to do that but i think bands in our position and band just a little bit over us really do so we've been really focusing on the last year for the pandemic we made we have a record out right now it's called sleep cycles we're just starting to release new singles mm-hmm. and what we did was basically the song the sleep cycles record is 13 tracks we did released in that time of the year we've released 11 videos for that record we released a vinyl we did three uh, live feeds and then we have another live feed coming up so we've been putting content out there and just making sure that people can interact with us and, you know making sure we're on our socials just giving people stuff that they can see that they can bite into are we making any real profit from it no not at all but i there's there's that sort of fine line where it's like sometimes it's really not about the money it's about making that connection and retaining those fans and retaining those people and creating a culture out of it. I think you get more out of that, you know? Great. So before we go, I've got a couple questions off this podcast in a second, but can I get you to do a, uh, well, drop your socials first of all, where people can find you. Yep. So the easiest way to get to us is just go to our website, heartsick.us. That is like, it's so much easier to do that because then to rattle off like Facebook, Instagram, like, tags change because of how the algorithm works or who had the name first so if you want to get to anything from us heartstick.us that will get you 100 percent to our twitter to our facebook to our instagram to our band camp to wherever the hell you want to find this that'll get you to my personal stuff if you want to follow me because you know you want to yell at me or you think i'm <laughs> interested the ig right. and my it's my name alfonso civilian i'm not that creative with my own social media <laughs> all so, right uh, there. But yeah, heartsick.us, everywhere and anywhere is on our website. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com. <laughs>